Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. WeWork is back, everyone. Failed, failed IPO, pandemic, you can't kill me. You can't kill me. I'm back like a cockroach. You can't quite get rid of cockroach. me. Cockroach. We're going to talk about that today. That was That's the funniest thing that I saw this morning. Uh, a couple other things on our radar. L Brands is out. They raised their guidance. The banks are all up on an announcement from the Fed. A lot of Chinese education stocks up on uh, an IPO from yesterday. We have uh, what else was on our list? Uh, we had some some shipping stocks on our, our list as well from this Suez Canal fiasco. If we have time, we'll get to that. Uh, two guests on our docket for today. First up at eight thirty-five or eight eight thirty, somewhere in that window. Marcus Heitkotter, founder of Rockwell Trading, and then Jason Rasing will join, but probably not till like nine o'clock, I think. So somewhere in that nine o'clock window, Jason will stop by. And I want to mention today's show is also sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. The link is up on the screen there. Let's throw it to Joel now, who can update us on, we had a good day yesterday, so how was the overnight session? Yeah, we even improved on that. Pre-market high, 39.2150. Nothing up there. Had a weekly number there, but we chopped through it so many times. Not as relevant. Uh, the close is important, though. 39.0050. Pre-market low, 39.0075. Three of our last five closes right there at 3,900. The battle for 3,900 rages on. Crude, that's up a buck 54 with the concerns over there in the Suez Canal. Uh, we just been really volatile this week, but inside day so far going in the crude oil market, uh, gold that's down three bucks at 17.22.10. Let me know when you guys want me to stop giving gold silver <laughs> that's in the green by almost a penny at 25.055. Bitcoin that recovers from the little dip that's up 710 bucks at 53,000. 115, and we are going to start today out with just two quick tangent trivia things. I love that. Are you oh, ready? No. What I do we have? Yeah, I'm yeah. so scared right now. First of all, first of all, when uh, uh, Spencer said cockroach, and that what what movie did I said cockroach? What oh, movie is that? We're going back to the 30s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Come on. No, your like movie trivia cut. is horrible. Oh, you're going to be really disappointed <laughs> you're going in to these one. movies that are completely off the board. 
Come on. <laughs> we go. Look like, at that. Gary's on the ball. You know, we take quotes from like every movie everybody's seen. You go all right, with cockroaches. All right, all right. I've never seen Scarface, so. You've never seen Scarface? No. No. Confession. Right, okay. Confession. Well, if it's Scarface, then that's actually Confession. a movie I should have known. You got to see it. The first scene in that movie is just riveting. All and right. then after that. Okay. The second the second thing yep. is why why of all days today. Am I wearing a Syracuse T-shirt, okay, or or long sleeve shirt? Why am I wearing a Syracuse shirt? Uh, you got to get in your head somehow. Well, one of his daughters went to Syracuse grad school. Yeah. Okay, is there something yeah. to do with that? Start. Very, very good, very good. Okay, At, uh, is that the only reason? Well, at ten thirty. Is there a special day today, though? Yes. What yes. is it? She is uh, presenting her master's thesis. Oh, wow. wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. At, uh, at 10.30. So don't bother me around 10.30. And uh, this is uh, she's been working on this for a couple years. And uh, she's doing it on her evolution. And she's did it. The, uh, uh, she follows some ladies in politics during the election and some other people. So I'm very excited for that at uh, 10.30. And then she gets approval. And then she gets uh, her master's from Syracuse. Question, so is it is it, it's remote? I would assume, right? Yeah, it's on Zoom. I mean, I guess that makes gosh. it easier. It makes it yeah, easier. I would have loved to go out to Syracuse one more time. We, had, I had some good times taking her out there and stuff. Good, good town way up there. But uh, I'm excited. So let's go to WeWork. Yeah, that is, we we had a great debate on the pre 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 market prep show, and I don't know. I don't know, but this is going to be an interesting one to follow. Spencer, give us the details. Yeah, so BOWX, uh, BOWX acquisition is is your ticker, BOWX, and they're going to bring WeWork public in a deal that values the company at $9 billion, including debt. We know that WeWork has spent a lot of the last year, or two years, I guess, or whenever all this stuff went down, maybe it's three, three years ago, I kind of lost count at this point, uh, restructuring the company, getting rid of a lot of unprofitable locations, slimming down, trying to get rid of their debt, restructuring some of their their their, net, their lease agreements. Uh, they've done that, apparently. They still have uh, you know some debt, but they have restructured a lot of the, the balance sheet and their, their actual uh, uh, office space footprint. And they're they're going to go public. Uh, BOWX is your ticker. It's not getting a much of a premium here this morning. None, really? Um, <laughs> That's all that is cares about. Yeah, you, know, you want to see a pop on the on the announcements, and you don't see it on anything anymore. So the, the, this was the the poster child for a tech IPO that went just a step too far. Yeah, that's a step too far in their in their S one. Was mean, this the one that Spencer that they actually were going that day? They pulled it like the day of, didn't they, yeah. or something? Like they pulled it like right at the final hour. I don't remember at, at the final hour. It was close. It was close to the final hour. It was close to the end. It was going to go like, wasn't it like a forty-seven billion dollar valuation at one time? Yeah, it, it was. It was really low. high. It was forty-seven. So that's a great point, Dennis. So at at the time of the IPO, the company was trying to value itself or was going public at a valuation of $47 billion. Wow. So the deal today values them at $9 billion. Holy discount. Um, <laughs> and, and it was in 2019, not 2018. Uh, so Right before COVID, eh? It, no. Was this before what? COVID? It was, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, it, it was pre-COVID. COVID. It wasn't yeah. like, I, guess, I guess it was. I guess you can say right before COVID. COVID, like, 
if you want hurt this <laughs> this is like ground zero for covid you know rentable office space so well there's a flip side to that but Spencer, yeah, what's the flip side people are going to need more space you know space if themselves you... out yeah We're all thinking here yeah you get bigger offices so you can you know you can't be tucked in these cubicles you gotta have bigger spaces to get back in the office if we're going back to the office i don't know that's the problem torn on it it's not you know obviously getting a huge discount if we eventually get back to normal you know you might be happy with a we work at a nine billion dollar valuation i mean people are going to pay 40 people were paying in the private markets 40 billion dollars for it just a year and a half ago so well, they weren't paying for it. I mean, that's the thing. In the private market, they were though. Yeah. In the private market, they were. I believe it traded at a forty-seven billion dollar valuation in the private market because yeah, all these things traded in the private market. That's where they were going public. There's people that bought this thing at forty-seven bill. So, <laughs> well, but obviously, then they pulled the IPO. But yeah. Anyways, um, you look at it and you think, well, you know, if you really believe in the reopening, we're getting back to normal. I could see not- it's yeah, not. It's 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 you're getting on the cheap. But then, you know, if you think people aren't ever going back to the office, we're going to Zoom forever and, you know, office space, the last thing you want to own, then maybe that's why it doesn't pop at all. The story went ice cold when COVID hit. Yeah, and that Adam Newman didn't make any friends with people either. He Wasn't he Wasn't he a rascal? Didn't he get in some trouble, Spencer? I can't remember. This was I mean, a while ago. The, the whole thing was kind of a, a massive screw up. He got He ended up getting the boot. Right. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a lot of weird things like he like we work paid Adam Newman for the for the we work name. Yeah. Yeah. He, weird stuff going on there. Um, and, and his wife was like was also like the vice president or something. I, it was weird. The whole thing was weird. I just remember the market re- like rejecting the S1. Like people laughed at their S1. People laughed at it. It was it was it was that was, you know. So I never, I can never remember the market just like re- rejecting an S one filing like that. Like this is a joke, but people are like this is a, this is a joke. Can I uh, on Trade Station? Can you create the name of your own like chart, like your own? Because I'm just gonna put SPAC, and then it's every time you guys talk about a SPAC, I'm just gonna pull up this chart because it all looks the same. They pop and then they go down. I mean, no, they don't even pop though <laughs> now. Like the pops used to be two, three bucks on any deal. When I was playing all these and I had the whole portfolio and I still have a few of them, but you know, I've significantly reduced that because you're not getting the pops, but I was buying all these things, you know, 10 to 10 50 pre-deal because on the pops, like I had this SNPR, you know, look at, look at the pop on NS SNPR. I still have a little piece of that. I shouldn't have held the little piece. I sold three quarters <laughs> of the position on the pop and I was like, I'll hold a little piece. And that was a mistake. But I mean, you know, you pop from 12 to 18. I mean, these are <laughs> pops. SVAC, which me and Spencer had, um, that was one that, you know, a trade at almost $14 yeah. in the pre-market. You won't see it on the chart here, but it was almost 14 And it didn't even get, like, a, a, a main target. But that was still when they were popping. Any SPAC that did a deal, they popped it back in early February. Now it's like, nah, nah, nah. We don't pop hardly any of them. You know, when's the last time we saw a real good pop on a SPAC deal? Has there been um, Mitch might know? There's got to be one. I mean, there's still deals all the time. Has there been a good one? A couple of weeks ago, probably. Yeah, but there's not. It wasn't the worst. Etoro actually did go up for a little bit. What What was the symbol? Which one did Etoro? It's uh, CFCTV. Yeah, FTCV was the one. FCTV. That one got a good pop. No, that's not right. What is it? FTCV. Yes, FTCV. 
Yeah, and it's already come back in. It got up to over 15, and it's come back all the way down, too. But this was a you big name the out there. Hey, well, did you I guys... don't know. What do you think, Mitch? Like, is there some, you know, I, I, I like think... looking through the, you, you know, know what? You got to look at baby out with the bathwater here. Chris has you guys watching Neo. Let's talk Neo here. Wait, for wait. Oh, wait. We're going to a conversation. Who cares? So, oh, Chris. Neo. Okay, we'll get to Neo. We're going to get to it, Joel. It's been down $3 all morning. We'll get to Neo. We'll get to Neo. Chris has mentioned oh, look at everything. units under 10 because units under 10, you're getting warrants, you're getting common stock, and you have a $10 floor. So, if you get the warrants underneath $10, essentially you can cash it in for $10 a little bit later. So that's what I would focus on. Chris knows what he's talking about. I'd focus a little bit about what he was talking about. Look for cheap warrants. Look for things that are under that net asset value. If we do get a bottom on SPAC market and they come back and they come back roaring, uh, that's probably where you're going to want to be. You're going to want to be in those cheap discounted names. I like the Goldman one, and I've thought about buying it, and it's just above 10 right now. I'd like to get it at 10. I'm cheap, you know, so I've seen it come from like $16 all the way down to 10.43 here this morning, GSAH. But, um, you know, I've, I've been eyeing that one if it could ever get to the $10 marker. I've bought a couple of these right at 10. Um, Catchy was uh, pitching that SRNGU one too, or SN. RGU. I'm getting that. Uh, anyways, I'm getting There's it wrong. so many weird symbols. What's the uh, Goldman one? G-S-A-H. Yeah, that one's not the worst. Um, I like that at 10, too. I, like I've, always right said, at 10. I've always said that PSTH is what gets us moving again. When that, it, If that would announce Jackson, with right? a big name, that could start the whole industry over again. It's still trading at a premium. I've sold all my PSTH, and I loved this one forever. But when they started just hammering anything trading at a premium, I was like, I'm not holding a SPAC at a premium. So, and, you know, I sold a little bit when it got overdone in early February 32, and I sold the rest of it. It went all the way down to me. You can see the big spike down to 23.13, and then it spiked back to 28. And I was like, that's my rip to sell. I'm getting the hell out of here because they're they're hitting all the SPACs with premiums right now. And I don't know what kind of deal he's going to do, if it's going to be a good one or a bad one. I would assume Ackman's going to get a good deal. But even on some of the good deals, like eToro, they're not popping them. So there's no reason for me to sit and hold a SPAC at a premium. Now, Mitch is arguing if you're buying them at a discount, then, you know, that's a different story. You're buying these things at a discount. They get a good deal. Maybe they get the potential of a pop. They get a bad deal. They still have the potential of a drop. But, you know, if they get no deal, you can still get your money back, too. So at a discount, they're a lot more attractive than buying these things at a big premium. Okay. Let's go. Now we can go to Neo. He's Um, really excited. And, 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 and no, I, 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 of all the things I saw this morning, I, I did not, I did not see Neo. Right. So Neo announced uh, <laughs> hours ago the temporary suspension of production for five days at one of their plants, uh, due to the semi shortage. This is not unique to Neo. Ford also is closing their Dearborn plant for a couple of days, uh, due to the semi shortage, and they've previously said that they've already given numbers and on how this will impact, uh, their, their, their sales for the year. Um, a lot of automakers are sort of feeling feeling the squeeze there, right? On this global shortage of semiconductors, so Neo, uh, I believe GM has also came out and said they're 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 going to have to uh, temporary shut stop at, at at a couple of plants. This is not unique to Neo or Ford or GM. This is this is an industry wide problem right now. This is a global problem. I heard it's going to cut their car production in half. Instead of 20 cars, they're only going to do 10 cars this quarter. Uh, uh, uh. Hey! <laughs> Neo, sells, Neo actually sells some cars. 
We kind of we tried for you there, Joel. Um, Neo actually does sell some cars. The one thing that I still never understand is how it trades at a premium evaluation. There was one time worth more than General Motors, which is just absurd. Let's look at market caps because you can look at price. Price is meaningless. If you're really doing fundamental analysis, you never look at the price of the stock. It's just stupid. You got to look at you know what is the market cap because it's just a matter of how many shares are outstanding. What is this company worth? So first thing when you're doing fundamental analysis, what's the market cap? Neo is still worth fifty seven billion dollars that is more than ford because ford is trading at um just grabbing them for you ford is at 48 billion dollars general motors which i believe is going to be a huge player in ev and like i said i'm fully long is only 80 billion so you can see you know neo has come down substantially but it is still trading with a 57 billion dollar market cap that's because they see it as the poor man's tesla so they're valuing it like tesla storage stock ev play I'm going to go out on a limb and say General Motors is going to sell a lot more EVs in the long run than NEO is. So I would much rather own a General Motors than a NEO um, for that reason. That being said, it's a pure play EV play. General Motors is not. They still make gas guzzlers. So you want the pure plays like Tesla? NEO's your second you know, one you think about. That's like a pure play that's actually producing cars right now. That's why maybe it gets that premium too. It's been hammered, but if you think it's cheap, you start looking at it that way. It's like, well, it's not really. I mean, could it? They, could they take this to a thirty billion dollar? Is it absurd to think that Neo could trade the thirty billion dollar market cap? That would cut the price in half. Not absurd. And for my, I, I don't think that's absurd. I think that's probably reasonable. But so I would still be a seller of reps. You do have a huge technical level. Maybe Joel's going to point out. I don't want to take the technical from you. But thirty-one ninety-one. Yeah, and that's the yeah, level that's got a hold. Yep, yep. And it's pausing here. It's just pausing. Little bit right here at thirty-five. No one saw this coming over the this week. No one saw this coming at all. I mean, forty-five. It had a bad day yesterday. I mean, whatever. Mar- we had a decent market, but forty. High on Monday was forty four fifty six. What's this low right here? I'll call this a line in the sand right here. Thirty four ninety. Uh, that was your low. That's your secondary low after you made the thirty one ninety low. So someone someone's nibbling here. Someone's buying. At least stopped it from you know when we talk about stocks and things. At least it stopped going down. So and this is over you know the last hour or so. So someone likes it here at thirty five. They may be short at 41, 42, 43, or 44, but it's pausing here. So, I mean, this, we always say valuation doesn't matter until it does. The problem with all these growth names is valuation has started to matter in the last yeah, month. A bit. And that's why they're all getting hammered because people are looking at these things saying, well, no momentum. I'm, you know, I, I'm like a broken record here to a certain extent, but, you know, I'm trying to like, people keep asking about the same stocks. This is why these stocks are out of favor. <laughs> This is why, you know, yeah, they get a nice bounce, but there was other stocks bouncing a lot more than NEO yesterday. Like NEO got a little bit of love yesterday with the, with the big market bounce. I mean, we talked about overall market. That was an incredible rally. But you see the stocks that they were buying? They're buying value names again. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, what was really ripping up Nucor, which Kramer pitches every night. I mean, that thing just ripped up to a new high. I am long Nucor, full disclosure. It's in my long-term portfolio. It's been in there for a decade. It hasn't been a great stock. See, it didn't sell at 70. Remember, I told you to wait for it to come, like, wait to see if it takes out 65. Well, Kramer's going to, 
if Kramer's going to pump it every night, it's going to be a hundred. <laughs> I mean, he pumps it. He had the CEO on two nights ago and he's pumping the tires. He talked about it all day during the day in his 9 a.m. segment or 9.30 a.m. segment. He's talking about it yesterday. And then he pumps it again last night. He is like new core, rah, rah, rah. It's his new stock. I mean, Kramer gets on what's hot. You know, you always know. You know, he's always pumping what's making new highs. He's a momentum trader. He really is. You know, he can say he's a value guy, but Kramer's the momentum guy. He hates all the SPACs now. He hates all the EV plays now. And he loves Nucor. He's a momentum trader, you know, is really what Jim Kramer is. It's stock charts going straight up. He's bullish. It's stock charts going straight down. He's bearish. Not hard to figure out. Uh, on the topic of automakers, I would also mention that, and I saw someone in the Benzina.com chat mention this, uh, Porsche, but it's not just Porsche. All Basically, every European automaker has outperformed uh, this year, right? You can go to Stellantis, STLA. A lot of them trade over the OTC, like like Volkswagen and uh, and Daimler. Uh, Volkswagen's come off a little, a little bit now, but they've all been strong this year. So, And, and they've all announced like, massive EV initiatives. Right? Volkswagen's going to be what like half electric and it's all going electric right in a couple years so yeah like christopher christopher in the chat saying that gm you know has to do some stuff to get ev i mean they're going there they are making huge changes all these companies aren't just sitting back and saying la 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 we're gonna keep producing our gas guzzling cars and we'll watch tesla just take over the world yeah that's not happening that's not happening there's huge changes going on how many is supposed? To, how many uh, is uh, EV vehicles is General Motors going to have in the next three years? That they said. Remember the conference call? I mean, we got it. Like, you do your, do your homework before you know you just throw out comments in the chat because General Motors. Let's just Google it. They uh, they they're going to have thirty different models. Thirty thirty different models EV to choose models. from. Yeah, and they have a whole in the next website going on yeah in the next four years transforming mobility it's the, the front page of their website electrification is the first thing on their website this is going to be a major ev player so they're not sitting around watching the ev you know boat sail away they're fully on the boat and they're going to i'll say it right now i think gm or if, you know, the, the big three are going to be like three of the major players in ev they're car makers they know what they're doing they're smart people there's uh, my one friend from school that I went to high school with. His name was Chad. I won't give his last name. This kid was an absolute genius, mathematical genius. He's an engineer at, at Chrysler. So, I mean, they have smart people. This is the smartest person I've ever met in my life. You know, even I've met oh, a lot of smart on. people. I'm not joking. This kid is just a math, from, from a math perspective. Okay. Mathematical genius. Just, you know, like to, he'd get 100% on every math test, you know, not even study. Just a mathematical genius. And you knew he was going to be an engineer. Engineer. And he's rocking it out. And, you know, he's a designer now and an engineer at Chrysler. I mean, they have smart people working there. So you can't just say, oh, there's only smart people working at Tesla. They all have super smart people working there. And I'm sure he's just one of the team of really smart people working there. EV is going to be everywhere. That's why I hate oil. People who are coming in and buying oil stocks, you know, now because they're value trades I think that's the time to sell all these oil stocks. You know, I've hated, I hate them all the way up. I hate them all the way down. I hate them all the way up again. I mean, if you're thinking EV is the future, shorting oil is a better way to play it. But again, people shorting is evil, so we can't do that. So we just don't. But, right. but what do you think, Spencer? Do you think GM is not going to produce EV? Like, do you think they're not going to be a major player here? 
No, I think they're going to be one of the team players. Yeah, look, I own Ford, right? For that same reason, it's it's not rocket science, right? No, it's not Ford, rocket science. Ford has said, "Hey, we're going to launch an electric F one fifty. It's the top selling truck in the world." Um, okay, when they do that, you know, I'll be long when that happens. You know, I'm long now, right? So when and when, I am too. When they do that, you know, they really haven't. Uh, they've announced stuff, but they haven't gotten the same buzz because they haven't launched anything yet. But when they when they start launching stuff. Then I think the balls will be there, and 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 I'll be ready for it. So, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm with you. Like we've always Who needs talked, cars. We've always talked, yeah, I Joel, know. Joel's against cars altogether. Joel's not with us. Joel, Joel, Joel is anti-car. Joel is long the the scooters, the the scooters well, that are downtown, the electric scooters. No, because you know what I'm gonna do if I wanted to go somewhere, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna say. I'm going to say, Siri, I need to go to the grocery store, yeah. and a nice Tesla is going to show up in yeah. my driveway. Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to need to wear a coat in the winter because it's going to be nice and heated, and then the Tesla's going to drive me right there, and then it's going to wait for me and bring me back, and, you know, it's going to have a little robot get out of the car and take the groceries inside and put them in the refrigerator. I mean, that's the way the world's going. There's going to be a lot less cars on the road. I'm sticking with it. Okay. I don't know who's making them. I don't know who's doing it. Who's doing the first NFT car? That's what I want to know. When that headline breaks, <laughs> that stock's going to triple on that headline. This NFT, everybody's so hot for it. I want the virtual car. I don't, we don't need real cars because we're all going to live in the virtual world. We don't need real houses. We don't need real food. We don't need real cars. All we need is NFTs. We'll upload our brains. Just like, what was that movie where uh, Buddy there uploaded his brain, you know, and, oh, and you talk was, about took over man. the internet. Okay, my bad movie choices. Okay, that's Dennis, a bad go ahead. movie, but I, I forget it. Does I, anybody I know? I, I don't. He's not I, specific enough. I think it was Johnny Depp was in it. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I saw it years ago. Hey, uh, ro- Anyways, uh, last NFT thing, cars. Last, There's your billion dollar idea. Last thing on the on the car thing before we move on. I mentioned this the other day, but uh, Xpeng is doing that that mat that 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 massive test that two thousand mile. Yeah, how's it going? across china so i'll give you some numbers i don't really know what to make how to make heads or tails of these numbers uh so it's they're they're testing the autonomous driving right that's what their cars are and they said the frequency of of human driver intervention was as low as 0.65 times per 100 kilometers um in five what's the symbol on that one it's xpev and so yeah, cool. the success rate for lane changing and overtaking has been between 86 and 97.9%. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I know, like, obviously, <laughs> obviously, like, the success rate of humans lane changing is not 100% either. Um, but I don't know if 86% is, is, is good. I, maybe it is. It, it means 86% success rate? Wait, on that's the not very lanes. good. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> I got a 100% sex success wait, rate listen, on changing lanes. Listen, I've never hit a car changing listen, a lane. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, 100% you've had some, I'm running there. You've had some close calls, though. Listen, yeah, yeah, you know, not like, as many as uh, Raz, though. Listen, listen. <laughs> it's I mean, the success rate refers to the human having to intervene, right? So, um, I guess the human had to inter- intervene between fourteen percent and three percent of the time. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna hit a car. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great. That's a great the wheel. He didn't. That computer didn't check the blind spot again. <laughs> Grandma's tooting the I horn at me. Shooting the bird. I said I don't make <laughs> what? 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 What is going What is going on in the show right now? I literally am in the office, and I said to um, Andrew and Luke, if 
if Spencer says listen, the word listen again, I'm going to go crazy. He said the word listen to you guys just now 11 times. Listen, listen, listen. Wait, wait, listen, listen, listen. All right, that's all I have to say. I'll be back at 9 because I have an 8.30 call. But right. please don't have him say the word listen anymore. All right, say really listen one more time, I dear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Marcus Heikotter will be on in just a second. He cut me off. I did. <laughs> listen, I cut him off. <laughs> we don't listen. Okay, that's enough of the car talk. I think I'm, for one. I grew up. Oh, I, I grew up. Everybody it. telling me to listen because I never listen enough. Um, they're, they're <laughs> so saying I'm like immune to that word. I don't hear that word. They're saying it's Johnny Mnemonic. It was the movie. Uh, Transcendence was the movie I was thinking Transcendence? of. All right, Transcendence. Transcendence. All right. All right. It's a oh, oh, face. Transcendence. Oh, excuse let's just me. bring let's weird just, movie, man. Let's just yeah. bring. Yeah. Let's just get Marcus on right now. He's already here. Let's just bring him on. Marcus Heidi Carter, founder of Rockwell Trading. We haven't really talked overall market yet, so I, I want to. Marcus, good morning. We haven't really talked about much. Hey, good morning. How are no, you? We haven't talked about much at all. <laughs> good morning, Marcus. Oh. Uh, let's get your reaction to yesterday because uh, we, we were we were pretty pretty sell the rip-ish yesterday morning, uh, and we got a rip. Uh, I want to know what, what your take is on where the overall market is right now. Like, on a scale of – Run for the hills, or you know, buying with two hands. Where the, are you? The the overall market right now is looking for an excuse to move to go anywhere, right? I mean, two weeks ago we were all about the yield, the yield, right? The yield was scary, and then inflation was scary, and this is why the market dipped. And uh, then at some point, Powell came out and said, "Ah, no problem, we got it all under control." Okay, so traders are no longer focusing on the yield. So now the next question is, okay, what can we focus on? No economic reports or not very much economic reports on the horizon here. So, oh, we haven't focused on the coronavirus in a while. So let's do this. <laughs> but wait, in the U.S., it's looking pretty good. So let's look worldwide. And, ooh, it's looking bad. So this is why the market sold off, right? And uh, I then thought it was after this, ship. okay, um, that's getting old. So what are we going to focus on right now? Uh, let's see. Oh, there's an economic report. Oh, uh, weekly, uh, weekly job claims are at the best level in 14 months. Let's do this. I mean, right now, without major news, it's the flavor of the day, and this is why the what about the Suez Canal? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the there's Suez a, Canal. There's a ship that's stuck. What about that? <laughs> it's like my right position. My right position is stuck <laughs> like this ship in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also needs a needs a tide to lift it up here. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, okay. There, there's a ship. Ten percent of the global traffic are going through the Suez Canal. I mean, right now, as of yesterday, when I checked, there were 150 ships waiting there. So that's bad, right? I mean, this is where we'll. Uh, see, yeah, things like shortages. But you see, markets always need an excuse to move. And uh, this is where, when there's no news at all, this is when traders are desperately looking, okay, what can we use today, right? And this is what we are seeing right now, the flavor of the day, because we don't have any major new impulses. So anyhow. All right. That, that's that's a pretty good take, I think. Uh, I, I'm with you on that. So I'm going to bring your charts up on the screen here. And yeah. uh, update us on what your comings and goings of the last week. All right. Okay. So I, I'll show you the, the traits of this week, what I did. Uh, so Apple didn't do anything. So Apple is still my big dud. I got assigned at a strike price of 133. Right now, Apple is trading at 121. Not enough premium for me be, to be in there to sell. So as you know, I'm uh, selling premium. This works really well for me. 
And at some point, I need to find a, a software that magically turns my atrocious handwriting into something beautiful. I mean, as you just said, you, you call a car and a beautiful Tesla shows up. So I need something like this for my charts here. Anyhow, so there's not much going on. Apple is still my, my dud in the portfolio right now. And I need to wait until it either goes a little bit higher or it goes a little bit lower that I can sell more put. So I did trade AMD. I, I did trade AMD and I sold a put at a strike price of 75. And um, so this is where I need to stay AMD above 75 today. So if you're going up, if you're going sideways, even if you're going down slightly, I mean, pre-market, we are at 76, uh, 47. Is this, this for is today, Marcus? Is this, okay. is, this, is this for today? Uh, this expiring today, yeah. Okay. okay. How much premium we get for that? Just curious. Uh, let me look it up. I, because I, I took some notes so that I don't have to do it all on the screen. Uh, so AMD, I sold the 75 put for 70 cents. Uh, so I, got, I sold 13 of these, so I got $910. So that's uh, how much I got for there. Okay, so uh, going on to the next one that I have here. Can so I just the next ask one... you about AMD here? Like, yeah. what what would flip the switch and make you start selling calls in it instead of puts? Uh, when I get assigned. <laughs> I, I, I need to no. I need to own. I, I need to own the shares. This is when I'm selling calls against the shares. So um, my my strategy is actually super simple. Just three steps. So first. I'm selling puts, and the idea here is by selling puts in getting stocks at a discount. So I considered uh, $75 in AMD at a discount. I would mind owning AMD at 75 here. Uh, so I'm collecting premium there. So then uh, I, I may or may not get assigned if I'm getting assigned and now I own assigned. And if I now own the stock, then I'm selling calls. So I'm not selling them before I'm getting assigned. I want to own the stock. And this is what happened here to Apple. I mean, I was really bullish on Apple and Apple is disappointing me so much right now. I mean, if you just zoom out a little bit overall, Apple looked super solid. Uh, I agree, this was a more aggressive price. We talked about it. I was stuck in Florida during this ice storm in Texas. I was bored and I took a trade that I shouldn't have been oh, taking. I mean, this okay. year is definitely uh, a way better uh, support level would have been right around here and this support level holds at around 120. I was aggressive. I sold the 133 and uh, this is why right now in this one I am a little bit stuck so I need to sell calls and there's no premium in the 133 calls right now at least not for the next one to two weeks and that's I only like to go out uh, for one to two weeks because this way I have more control over what the markets are doing here. Why don't you do like a 125 or something? Why don't you come down? <laughs> Oh, right now. Uh, well, what I did is uh, I already, already sold the the one thirteen. Uh, so right now, I, I just want to see when I'm zooming in on a chart that I want to find some short term support here on Apple. And uh, short term support, you see, I'm more interested in the in the one fourteen level. So when we were trading down here, I actually uh, sold a one hundred thirteen put and collected more premium. Okay. So yeah, I did this. Uh, right now, I I don't know if the 120 support level will hold. So I'm more interested in the 114, in the one, uh, 115, somewhere around there. So you sold more puts at 113? Uh, I did, yes. And I mean, they already expired worthless. Uh, this is what I did last week. I think we talked about it last week. Anyhow, yeah, so this expired worthless. So so this worked well. GDXJ, I'm having lots of fun with GDXJ. GDXJ, I have been assigned uh, a while back in uh, uh, right here at 48. I think I've been assigned here. And uh, 
this has been great. I have been able to sell calls uh, against it like crazy. Uh, in fact, when we, we move over to the account, let me just uh, bring this up. Uh, so GDXJ, um, over the past few weeks, look at this, I got $19,000 in premium. That's almost obscene uh, because this was just a, a, a great, there's a lot of premium in there. GDXJ are the gold miners. So it's an ETF of the gold miners and there's still tons of premium in there. So at this point, uh, just to, to show you what I did there. So I sold a call because I got assigned here. So I sold a call uh, on this one, made fifteen seventy five. Already bought it back because it was only worth two cents. So I closed this position. Now, if GDXJ uh, goes above forty-eight fifty, uh, then I keep the fifteen seventy-five here and I make some money on the stock. Well, this is uh, probably not going to happen if I'm looking here at, at the chart today. Uh, so pre-market we are at forty-five. So probably uh, this will this call will expire worthless. And so this means I'll sell more calls next week. I might actually sell a call this morning because I, I don't have any call. I already closed this one. So let's see if GDXJ this morning gets a, a little pop that I can get some premium here. So it, rule of thumb, I mean, for me, I like to sell calls on up days and I like to sell puts on down days just because uh, the premium on down days is higher in puts and on up days it's more in calls. Anyhow, that's GDXJ. Um, oh, I did a super quick trade on Nike. Uh, Nike yesterday, uh, you, you know that they got just hammered yesterday. Yeah. So this was, uh, oh, I don't know, what, what caused it? Do you know? I actually don't know. I don't the even China know. The China news. The China news? Okay. Yeah, they were burning sneakers in the streets. All right. Oh, good. Was. I know. I wish... Adidas and Nike, you know. That's... Whoa, that's what happened to Nike yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was long it. I got hammered on it. Yeah. Oh. I, I took a loss, though. Yeah, huge, huge, huge uh, down day yesterday. So uh, we closed here. When was it? On Wednesday, and then we opened here yesterday. So from one thirty-four to uh, what one twenty-seven. But this is when I saw a lot of premium in the strike of one hundred twenty. And this is only a one-day trade. And for a one hundred one-day trade, uh, let me just jump over here. How much did I collect there? Uh, I think it's just a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. $168. And uh, I here I was a little bit more careful. I mean, as you can see, I went uh, all the way down to the 120. I could have gotten more premium if I would have said, uh, let's just do it here at the 126. But I thought, eh, you know what? Let's play it safe. There's still, uh, what was it, $168 uh, for one day. I'll just grab this because uh, that for me was kind of a no brainer. And this morning, pre market. We're already trading at 131, so so that will be good. So so Nike is doing okay. Uh, what else? Lumber Liquidator. Um, traded Lumber Liquidator, strike price of 22. Uh, so for the strike price of 22, and this is also expiring today, so this will do good. Um, so for the strike price of 22, a couple of days ago, I think I did it uh, earlier this week, I got, um, I got 20 cents. Sold 45 of those, so around $900 on this one. And dun, 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 now we have to talk about Ride. Ride is just my my ship in the Suez Canal uh, stuck here and not doing anything. Uh, so let's bring it up. I mean, I Ride... love your analogies, man. You got, you're, you're the king of analogies. <laughs> I don't know about this. I barely awake. I, I haven't even met my first coffee here in Austin, Texas at 7.40. That's not my time. Anyhow, so um, let's talk about this because this is the trade that has gone bad. I sold the put of 21.50. So I got assigned uh, 4,700 shares. 
at 2150. And uh, obviously this year is not doing well. It's uh, it went down. So what I did uh, earlier this week is that uh, oh, I started last week. I started flying a rescue mission. And this is where I now, as you said, I'm selling more puts to bring down my cost basis because I mean, will ride ever go up to 2150? I don't know. At this point, if they don't produce a prototype by the end of the month, as they promised, I, I mean, it'll look grim. If they do it, they might get a pop. I mean, we had this, uh, I was actually on the show when you broke the news about the Hindenburg report. I think you were one of the first to just mention the Hindenburg report. And this is where right here, um, it, it just got hammered. And ever since it has been going down. Now, what's really interesting for me, let's just uh, quickly bring up here uh, the volume because the, I, I'm watching the volume. This is always important to me to see what's happening there. Um, oops, here we go. <clears throat> So uh, let me just zoom in a little bit on uh, what happened here and take a look at the volume. <clears throat> so obviously, uh, the volume was really high on the day the Hindenburg report came out and on the day after um, the earnings report. This is when volume was really high. Ever since, uh, volume has been pretty much in line with uh, what it always is when it has been trading. So th this tells me one thing. There's no buyers stepping in right now. I'm a little bit surprised because Hindenburg, I mean, they are short, right? At some point, they need to cover their short. The question is, how much further do they want to drive it down? It, it made a, a new 52-week low yesterday, right? So, I, I mean, this is where I say, okay, you're already at $12. Yesterday, it was as low at, what, uh, $11 something. Do you really want to drive it to $5? Just take your money and give me the pop that I'm looking for. Because by selling more puts, I've been able to, to lower my break even to $17.90. And I only send a few troops after this uh, this dead soldier here that is uh, behind enemy lines. So um, with a strike price of 30, I only traded a third of my position so that I still have some dry powder. So I... Um, I think I talked about it last week. It's like saving private Ryan, right? Uh, so saving private Ryan, they send a, a whole uh, squad team after him, like uh, eight or 10 people. So I, Tom, I Hanks, right? now Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks? Yeah, I, I haven't sent Tom Great Hanks movie. just yet. I haven't sent Tom Hanks just yet. I just sent two people uh, to check if uh, we can get him out. And uh, if I need to, I will, I will, will actually send Tom Hanks and uh, get him out of there. So this hasn't happened yet, but uh, I might do that uh, next week. Well, let's see if I can get some some premium today. Uh, anyhow, so on ride uh, this week, I just go back here. That I that's also the last trade here. I sold the thirteen foot for eight hundred five dollars. So here I'm getting paid for being wrong, and I like this. Now, uh, just because I know that we only have a few minutes left, my goal with this account is to make fifteen thousand dollars per month. So fifteen thousand dollars per month would be one hundred eighty thousand dollars per year, or I like to break it down into per week, right? So. Uh, it's a, around, what, $4,000 uh, per week that I need to bring in in premium uh, in order to achieve my goal of making uh, uh, $15,000 per month. And uh, so for this week, this is all that happened. These are the premium that I have uh, received. So let's bring up this uh, little handy-dandy calculator because I can't do math. I'm not a genius like your buddy who is great at math. What are you work at GM right now? I, I'm not that smart. So I need this... Uh, Super simple calculator uh, to add a few numbers together. So 900 plus 168. This was basically a freebie trade. Plus 805. Okay, so uh, thus far this week, um, 
even though I have this these two stupid trades in there, oops. Uh, Still bringing I'm, in some premium. Bring in some premium, and the, this this is it for me. Uh, see, it's more about uh, for me SRC profits, systematic, repeatable, and consistent. Because I'm wiring out money out of my trading account into my personal checking account since I'm trading for a living, right? I need to make sure that I'm not uh, just winging it and. Uh, do GameStop. You haven't talked about GameStop this morning yet. This had a wild ride. But anyhow, <laughs> I'll let you wild get some with that. I'm not trading GameStop. I'm not touching GameStop or AMC. I mean, I... I no, no rating puts on GameStop? You bring premium there, Marcus. I know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should probably do that. Uh, let's just take a look at this, where it is this morning. I mean, it had a wild ride, that's for sure. Uh, so let's bring up GameStop here for a moment. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna talk you into it here. But your one owned GameStop at 130. <laughs> I bet you get some big bucks for those 130 putts. Oh my gosh, I, I believe that right now you get a lot of uh money even for the 80. You probably do. I believe that the 80 put expiring next week, I believe that there's a lot of premium in there. What is it? You... Do you have it in front of you? Uh, yeah, sure, I can bring it up. Uh, let's just see. You might talk um, me into writing GameStop putts. Okay, let me see. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, as soon as I write the GameStop puts, the thing will implode. After a 120 <laughs> point rally. That'll be on one day. So let's see. There's obviously like, no wow, premium in there. Uh, let's go all the way down. for. The Holy cannoli. Look at this. There's $1.35 in next week's 80. $1.35. You get a Come on, Dennis. Do 10. Do That'll 10. be free money, right? <laughs> I mean, you should that... have done that two days ago. Like Marcus is like looking at this and saying, you know what? <laughs> I could write like five yeah, of those yeah, and you, make you do, myself you can, cool. You, you can know, do 10. Bucks. Uh, can... 10? Yeah, 10 not bad. I like that math. Grab mm -hmm. 1300 bucks. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let me let me stick to my guns here. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. we like fundamental value. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this is where I like to trade stocks that I want to own. If if you look back into the portfolio here, uh, let me just quickly bring it up. Uh, so if you look at the stocks that I traded, you, you see it here. I mean, it's it's Apple, AMD, Dropbox, Dick Sporting Good, uh, EWZ was the uh, Brazilian. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a Brazilian ETF. Yeah. It was just a great two-day trade. In two days, I could grab $400. I said, let's do this. GDXJ, the gold miners like it. Halliburton, Hasbro, IBM. That was a mistake. That's why I only made $37. I wanted to trade something else and somehow traded IBM. Don't know. Uh, Nordstrom, uh, LL Lumber Liquidator. I traded Mara. I mean, I had some fun with Mara. I think I did one or two trades on this. Uh, Monster, uh, Neo. I traded Neo. Right now, I'm not touching Neo. I mean, I'm already... Pfft, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm having fun with that. Yeah. Don't need Neo in the account. Uh, but I did trade it at Nike. Uh, there's right. Uh, traded Riot for a quick one day trade. Uh, Snap Twitter, United Airlines, Uber, Weight Watchers. So as you can see, I'm more, uh, they're both a mixture of value and growth stocks, but I wouldn't mind owning any of these stocks. I would mind owning GME. I mean, this is like, no, not for me. And again, uh, every trader is different. It's just not for me. Marcus Heidecotter is the founder of Rockwell Trading. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. Marcus, always a pleasure. We'll talk right. to you again next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Have a great weekend. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. Right. Uh, I'm curious, Dennis, if you – so Marcus just outlined for us that, you know, he has his, his annual goal broken down by monthly and, and weekly. Do you do that as well, or do you just say whatever I get is whatever I end up with? I don't I don't have a I don't have a PL goal. Kind of both. I kind of have an idea what I want to make a day. 
it's, okay. it's more like a day trader on my day trading account i have a like a goal where i kind of okay. try to go for that but do i get it i kind of just take what the market gives me too i know when the volatility is up i'm going to make more money yeah i know when the volatility is down i'm going to be making less so you know i'm employing the same strategy so it's a little bit of you know get what i get but again you know i you know everybody wants to make us i don't want to be losing money every day and not paying the bills i mean this is my only job i have no other job i'm a day trader that is my 100 percent source source of my income for 21 years that's been the only way that i've made money that's how i've built my entire net worth is 100 percent bright trading 100 percent day trading i tried doing other things you know and i have obviously i guess i shouldn't say 100 because i do some investing and stuff but remember i bought a quiznos sub shop you know i bought yeah. i've done some crazy stuff i got i got a whole you know thing of solar panels you know i've got you know like I've, i'm into some other stuff too i'm into real estate i've got a couple waterfront properties you know i've i've done some different you know investing but you know um basically my only source of real like income yeah my paycheck is made from day trading all right uh it is 8 48 we'll have jason rising on in about 12 minutes let's do some tickers from chat and actually there's a couple more on our list but let's just talk cciv real quick because somebody asked about that yeah uh, earlier on the show they said it they said it's the right oh. position um so no joel yeah, I mean, I looked at it. Uh, the first thing that I see is six out of seven lower highs. So that that's you want to break that string, right? Thirty two ninety seven, and then the only time you had a higher high was this little eighteen cent bump here. So that you want to break that trend, and you've actually had lower lows during that streak too. So except for that one day, so that's not good. I'd say for the short term, I see it traded down forty two cents. What's not the reason? I couldn't get excited um, on the upside right now until this takes out twenty four and a half, or call it twenty four thirty. Uh, 24, 44, 46, and 24, 24. So right there is a pair of highs to lean on. 20 is the major support, but I don't know. Need to get at least get above 24 and a half. All these SPACs just feel like they're on their like march back to 10. Like, I don't know why, but there's so many that seem to like eventually, you know, a lot, you know, and obviously it's a long ways away from 10, but there's just been so many that have just come way down and eventually, you know, they seem to find a home ahead of 10. Like Keleon. You know, which was one of the first. Oh, wow. yeah. Almost all the way back down to 10. That's why, you know, I guess, you know, with Marcus, I think I think 10 is a huge floor for ride. So I actually might be a buyer of, of Marcus's ride at 10. It just feels like it's come so far. And it got there almost yesterday at 1089. I mean, I, it just feels like 10 a magnet for some of these stocks that have really come down. I mean, a, a month and a half ago, ride was 30. And and again, you, you you don't get your money back anymore is the problem. You know, when they're pre-deal, the tens a magnet because that's where you can you know cash out. Uh, but you know, when they're post-deal, there's no floor anymore. We saw that was Clover C L O V. You know, it's it's well. How's below that the 10. doing? Well, it's below the ten now. Well, I mean, it got talked up by Buddy there, um, you know, a bazillion times, and it hasn't helped. Shall we so, have a is that, is that how you say his name? I can't say his name, so I say Poly, Buddy. It's Polyhopatia. Is it I can't say uh, his I was name. Close. I if you say it fast, no one can tell. Bye, bye. <laughs> I do want to make something noted here. Um, today yes, is the first non-Monday where there's zero SPAC IPOs that come out. Zero. Wow. Wow. There's going to be less of these coming because people are seeing it's like, oh, I'm not getting rich, you know, when I just grab any deal. So, I mean, this is... You know, I hate to say it, Mitch, too, but SPACs aren't a new thing from 2019 and oh, 2020. Oh, they're not. 
SPACs have existed for years. And if we go back to the way SPACs were before, and I don't think we're going to do that, but if we did, then all these things are just like 10 bucks forever and they, they struggle to find deals. If you start seeing companies, good companies come out like eToro and they're not getting the pops and they start saying, I can do way better with an IPO, because that's really what a SPAC is, is an alternative to an IPO. If these companies are out there, the good ones, and they say, no, I'm not doing a SPAC because they're not giving any love, um, they're going to start going right back to the IPO train. And then if all the good companies want to do IPOs, there's not going to be much left for the SPACs. And that's where we were before 2019 in SPAC world. Nobody did SPAC deals because nobody cared about SPACs. SPACs got hot. Everybody wants to do a SPAC deal now. I wonder if it, it, it's, it's less to do with the SPAC vehicle and more to do with the, the demand in the marketplace. So you, you see this sort of thing with IPOs, too. It's not unique to SPACs. And we, we kind of saw it with the WeWork IPO, right? Like The market has a demand, uh, has, has only so much demand for new issues, for new companies, right? new deals. Uh, and we see when the IPO market gets hot, gets too hot. It contracts a little bit, and there are fewer IPOs. SPAC, the SPAC market got so hot, and there can only there was only so much demand yeah. out there. Forget the the valuations, forget all that. I'm, t- I'm talking about quantity of deals. There yeah. are so many SPACs. The market can only take so many. There was so, only so much demand for new stuff all the time. Did you remember ding, when? Ding, um, ding. You remember when uh, Craig Johnson was on? Yeah, and he and he put up that chart. And yeah. he went. He went going back, and he turned out to be exactly right. We're gonna have to dig him up with uh, because he's made some. He made some good calls. What did this. he say? I don't remember. He just said they've been around for a long time, and this is the performance of them. Yep. And it, it's they not didn't good. do anything for years. I've I've been a day trader for twenty years. I'd have you know some you know spac show up in my scanner for some reason, and I would always be like, oh no, you don't. You can't trade those. That's a spac. Those things don't move. <laughs> That was always the way it was. Like, I mean, for decades. Do you remember, Joe? These were like, when did SPAC, this were been around for decades, yeah, these like SPACs. 15. I, well, forever, they've been around for a long time. Years, yeah, but. For a long time. Yeah. And I can just remember saying, oh, as soon as I see SPAC or acquisition, as soon as I see that word acquisition, I was like, oh, you don't trade those because they don't move. And they're really widespreads. So you can't get out of them either, though. It's like Roach Motel. You can't get in. You can't get out. So you just don't trade so those. You can get in, but stuck. you can't get out. You can't get in. Yeah, they'll let you in, but they don't let you out. Over yes. Prior to last year, I'd never even heard of a SPAC. I'd only known them as, as blank check companies. Oh, it's a blank check. Don't don't even look at it. It's a blank no, check. No, there's nothing there. It's a blank check. It's a blank so there's check. There's no business. There's, a, yeah. there's some cash sitting waiting for a deal that never comes. It's like blank checks rebranded to SPACs. And then, yeah. anyway, okay. Uh, let's do L Brands here because they had some news this morning. They raised their guidance their q1 their q1 i know joe uh q1 earnings per share guidance previously was at at a range of 55 to 65 cents now the q1 eps guidance is at a range of 85 cents to a dollar uh so raising their q1 earnings per share guidance i guess we should have realized this was a stay-at-home play maybe from you know april all the way up because sell lingerie i mean people are staying home more kind of works right I get Joel that. doesn't get that, but <laughs> well, Joel, Joel's in this one. I know Lisa gets it. Yeah, I don't know. This is a weird looking chart. I mean, sixty two. Someone all over this one. This one's selling the fort at sixty two. So I don't know that shorter term. Let's see. I mean, what I've noticed at this end, because I don't look at this during the day, is that the gaps they either you find out right away like okay this is gapping and going or it's a fade it's not something that you have to stick around and and wait for what was yesterday's high yesterday uh 59.88 oh man i don't know 
I are you you're, 62. You, I, did you put well, the business proposal together to sell the stock? Yeah, when you went in my account at 28. <laughs> 28. It was, was 28. Like, you were going into my account. You were trying to have I wanted my, to sell it for you. Man, that would have been a bad call. But McAfee uh, tried to say there's a hack coming from Triple D on my computer. Triple D is trying to hack in to sell your L brands. Yeah. He's probably borrowing your shares to sell it short and losing his butt. (laughs) (laughs) You want to see the ugliest chart that I've seen in a long time? Yes. Besides Ride? Yeah. Go to the 90-day chart on TME, Tencent Music. You want to see an ugly chart. They just had earnings. TME. Look at this one, Joel. Look what at that! Look at that two-day move. This is this is a prime example of from bliss to piss in forty-eight hours. Holy, holy! What an in, what an implosion! What thirty-two dollars? It's a two-for-one stock split in two days, but he didn't get any extra shares. What is the story? I haven't been following. I've been watching it go down, like it's continuously going down in my filter. I've never taken the time to actually read the story. What is happening that TME suddenly looks like it's going out of business? Like, what's going on here? I mean, they had they just had earnings like on Monday of this week, and the number apparently they were pretty. I mean, they were like in line, but it, I, I, I think this is more about. Uh, got to be something it, else it's going more, on it's here. More about geopolitical stuff. I think. I think there's you know tensions are escalating between. Uh, the U.S. and China right now that you're seeing a lot of stuff as far as it can, as it pertains to retail, right? Uh, and uh, like Nike and and H and M, which doesn't trade in the U.S. or trades on the uh, OTC markets. But uh, there's there's some escalating tensions here. Uh, that's why so many companies like Baba and Baidu and JD are doing IPOs in Hong Kong, right? Because they're trying to diversify themselves away from New York Stock Exchange. So um, I think this I think this is just caught up in that. It's, it's sort of my. Just, I don't even know what to yeah. tell you on this one. Hammer. You know I mean, eight. It's down again at seventeen fifty. Uh, seventeen fifty eight. We got a daily low here at seventeen. Couple lows under eighteen. So I don't know if I was short this thing. I'd keep an eye on that pre market low. But uh, you know, if it keeps going like this, they're going to have to change their name to five cent instead of ten cent. I, that's funny. And I didn't even mention. You know. Well, <laughs> We had this a couple of days ago. I mentioned, I mentioned this on the show. The the SEC approved that new that new regulation where one if, cent. If you're not on top of your audits no. every year, you're a penny. Cent. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're dead on there, Spencer. Um, one thing to note there, it's the, the one that's really going to get hit hard is the ten cent holdings, the parent company, and that's that's what I heard. As hard um, as this, potential antitrust. It's like well, TCC. What it, the heck? It's like five so, letters over here. Do we know the supposedly ADSM? that one is the one that could have potential antitrust action? Well, and because of that, of course, T C E H Y Joel. T C E H Y. They're they're very very diversified. They have, they've got their hands in every cookie jar in every tech company in China, uh, and or Asia. It's one of the biggest companies in the world. It's freaking huge. It's it is it is actually one of the biggest. Scary looking month chart for sure. Let's look at it. It's. I mean, this company is massive. They, like, I, I own. It hasn't like, really been hit hard though. Yeah. I, I own an ETF, and they're the largest holding in the ETF that in the ES. Yeah, yeah, and you own the emerging markets one. You own Tencent. Yeah, yeah. They're, you they're own China huge. one. You own Tencent. Everybody owns this company. 
I feel like, but not TME. TME is TME is a small, uh, just a like one of their smaller companies. That's you know, their their parent company is Tencent, obviously. So this is yeah. you know yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I, wow, that's been hammered. I don't even know what to say about that. That stock is just going up relentlessly for months and months and months and gives it all back in two days. That is absolutely incredible. I want to uh, give a public service announcement. First, if you missed our interview yesterday with the CEO of Hall of Fame uh, Entertainment and Resorts, Mike Crawford, that is up. Uh, we have an article about it. Also, it's up on our YouTube page. Today's a big day for the Power Hour. We got a couple of big interviews uh, this afternoon at one o'clock. We've got the C, where is it? The CFO of a Smile Direct Club. So that's SDC. That's Kyle Wales will be on the show at one o'clock, uh, right here on this very stream. And then at one thirty, the CEO of WiseKey. Yeah, you'll want to see that one. W K E Y. You know that ticker, NFT Madness. Wow. So we got Smile Direct Club at one, uh, WiseKey at one thirty today on the power hour with jason and luke so a big show for those guys um and if you and if you miss chris cashy's interview with um with uh uh mike crawford from hall of fame i highly recommend check it out uh it's up on the youtube page that being said uh jason rasnick should be on in a moment and i know we there was a lot more questions we didn't get to them i apologize but if you stay tuned in to get technical at 9 15 uh, Neil is is uh, has way more time for for chat questions. Uh, we get too distracted, I think. So uh, be patient. Uh, ask your questions of Neil. He will look at the chart if you if if you ask a question during our show. We didn't get to it. I apologize. Um, before Jason comes on, smash that like button. I do a very poor job. I think of of I put it up on the screen a lot, but I don't say it enough. So and I know that Chad says it a lot. We appreciate. I appreciate it, but guys. Show us some love by hitting the chat button. That helps us out in the eyes of the mysterious YouTube algo. I don't know how, but no one quite knows how that YouTube algorithm works. Uh, likes help us. So please, please, please hit that like button. I, I heard a, a weird stat this morning. Check this out, guys. Apparently, and this is this stat is a couple years old now, there's 24 hours of content uploaded to YouTube every minute. Do you believe that? YouTube's just huge. Actually, you, it seems light almost to me. That seems light to you? Yeah, I'm, almost, just because there's so much stuff that. on YouTube. I mean, you can just get lost in YouTube for forever, you know, you, just, you know, lost in cyberspace. You're not kidding. All right, we, we, didn't really get to the, we didn't really get to the bank. World. We didn't get to the banks today. Uh, you know, they're they're trading up. After. Yeah, we didn't talk about the banks. We didn't talk about the banks. I got short them all at 430. <laughs> How'd that work? Filled, 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 filled. I'm like, oh, cancel Must all orders. Must be news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, picked off. we also didn't talk about Chinese education stocks, which are all trading higher because EEIQ had its IPO. Speaking of China, if you go into the Benzinga Pro and search EEIQ, you'll find a headline that lists like 15 stocks related to EEIQ that are all trading up this morning. WAFU is the big one. It's up 91% this morning, um, but you, you got a lot of sympathy plays. So EEIQ. How do we do that again in the Pro? EE, you go into the newsfeed. I'll go here. I'll actually show, show me. Yeah, I will show you how to do it. And bada bing, bada boom. Uh, here's my here's my newsfeed in Benzinga Pro. Yeah, I'll zoom in. Okay, all I did was search EEIQ is your yeah. bogey. Yeah, and come on now. There we go. This headline at 6 35 a.m. It's got all your tickers, all your related tickers. There you go. W A F E D U R E D U. You don't even got it. It's all right there. 
So what's the what's the news on EEIQ? I don't follow the story at all. They had an IPO. Oh, this is just an IPO. This yes. is just like yeah, but that was yesterday, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Why is it up so much today? It, the point is that these are all these are trading up today. That's the point. Right? You go into your movers tool, you see what's number one. No, I know, but why is it up today is what I'm asking. Like I don't understand. I don't it looks know, like I, it traded yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're all up. I just know that they're up. And so here's you can get a complete list right here. Like my my, my movers tool, WAFU is number one, right? On the up mover. So um sympathy plays galore is, is my point. That's my point. So that's in the Benzinga Pro. Uh, all right. Let me try to get Raz on here. And I know you guys uh, wanted to, I don't know if you wanted to stay for Raz or not. But I want to say hi, but I do have to go trade. Cause let I'm me yell. Here, I'm going to yell for him one second. I'm going to go on mute and yell. If he's there, he's there. Raz, uh, so... the meatloaf. We need uh, it now. I don't know where he is, actually. <laughs> he's not at his desk. <laughs> All right, Raz <laughs> ran away on us. Say hi, hi to Raz for me. Yeah, me too. I, I do have to go. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. well, I'm disappointed. You, you're going to have to go solo. That's your, oh, I got to hop, too. I got to hop, too. Well, Joel's All leaving. Right. He's fine. Yep. Hang on. I'll, oh, I'll keep the show going if Spencer's leaving. I can keep it going. I'll just talk to myself. No, I'm here, too. <laughs> All right. He just uh, left. He's gone. No, no, I know. Uh, Raz is in the office, but I hear his voice, but I don't even know where he is. He's not at his desk, and he's not. I never know what he's doing back there. What what's he doing? And here's what's going to happen, right? Is I'm going to hop, and then the second I hop, he's going to join. And he's going to get all mad. Yeah. So I have to stay because I know he's going to he's going to be on in a second. And... So we could bring up some of the tickers that he's he's been mentioning lately. MGNI. I oh. heard a lot of people in the chat want to ask him about Gan. Yeah, he did say he so he mentioned in the chat that he sold Gan. He said mm-hmm. it's he all said the way that back he sold down. Yeah. yeah, I wonder well, like I mean, if it's a buying off nice period, like fifteen to sixteen on Gan. I was looking at this. Some yeah, of these you guys remember plays. I had it. I I had it at fifteen and sold it in the yeah. Like, I like it at fifteen too, so. but that's uh, still five bucks away. I don't think you're gonna get there. No, I like Fisker at fifteen too. I sold a lot of my Fisker. I kept a little bit. I wish I would have sold it all. Um, there's a lot. You know what? In some of these growth names, they've been hammered so much. You get these long-term support levels. Those those are opportunities. Like Fisker, 15. Like, write these numbers down. You know, this is where I'm writing it down. I think Fisker at 15, if it gets there, I'm loading back up. If GAN gets back to 15, I'm going to load it back up. I mean, these are longer-term supports. Again, you know, if you're just trying to catch the falling knife, these are serious levels. You know, you can look at little levels. These are serious levels where I do think you'd bounce. Um I don't have any other ones written down here right now. But, I mean, some stocks have just been absolutely hammered. And at a certain point, I think they're due for a bounce. And I still like the Fisker story. Yeah, I like the weekly chart. If you draw kind of a downtrend uh, where it broke out of, it's bouncing off of that line for GAN. I'd look for 21 or 2050. Doesn't seem that bad. Um, You could risk off of, like, kind of that 1850 level, which is the support from back in July – Maybe you go the market strategy there instead of throwing your 15 limit. Maybe you just rate your 15 putt. Hey, there you I go. mean, you know, you want to bring in, you know, you, I bet you get some some uh, premium for a Fisker 15 putt right now. Maybe that's the way you go about it. The only downside of that is you kind of limit your upside to a certain extent. Like I always say, you know, you, you, you <laughs> sell the putt, you're getting the premium. But the stock no. rips higher, you're not participating in that any more than the premium. 
So this is one of my was... story stocks that I actually got shaked out of triple. I got shook out at, at, in the 15s. It kept bouncing, 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 washed me out. Yep. And then it went up to 30. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, 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 it got overdone at 30. And then I sold it. I, I didn't sell any of it all the way up over 30. I obviously overstayed my welcome. And then you had like one candle in there where it had the really ugly it, it kind of had that, you know, where it closed week. It, it, it was strong and then it closed week. So then I was nervous. I sold it the next day. I got out of half and then I sold into that bounce. When it went all the way down 19, I still had half my position. And then it went back up to like 25. And I actually got out around, I was late thinking 25. I got out around 24 a little bit early on the other half. Like, so I still have a small, small piece, like 10% of the position left. But um, <laughs> that's like grass. Uh, I can only uh, sell 90% or 10%. But um, I think it's back down to 15. I think I might reload the whole thing. What do you think about Vizio? Vizio, I, oh, I honestly almost bought it yesterday, but with the market being in such concern, that's what kept me out. But that's what hurt me when I didn't buy CRSR, uh, Corsair Gaming, when it IPO'd and went down. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, so, I don't know if you saw Vizio, but it was an IPO. It, 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 it opened under the IPO price. Did you see that? Yeah, you're starting to see this happen here. That's not – I mean, that's – that's good, good and, that's good and bad. It, it means that you're not getting the worst deal if you buy it after the IPO, right? But it also means yeah. like the market is not super enthusiastic. I never like touching the IPOs for the first like week or two. I always let it. Let, let's get some levels here. I mean, we don't. All we have is yesterday's range, oh, yeah. you know, so we don't have much information. So it makes them harder to trade. I usually let the dust settle for the first week, and then I start getting some information. Like Fari Hamzi, great quant trader. You know, we have on the show every once in a while. He didn't touch the stocks until nine months of data. I, yeah. I, I think six months at a minimum, but usually like nine months. He wants a lot of data. I like a week. I like to have at least a week and, you know, and then I'll start day trading it. But, you know, at this point in time, one day, it's not enough too wild. I don't like. Hey, this is else. interesting. All right. I'm just seeing this. Speaking of Tencent Music, Goldman is offering a 50 million share block of Tencent Music, a 10 million share block of Baidu and a 30 million share block of VIPS, VIP, VIP shops. So macro, 50 man. million share block of 10 times. Like, look, at, look at these stocks. Like, look what's happened to up. Baidu, too. You're right. Like you were saying, you know, China's been hammered. Holy macro. Baidu, everybody had to own it, you know. And since February, we've almost been cut in half here, too, now. 350 down to 190 bucks. I mean, Baidu's line in the sand was 100. That's where it was forever, between 100 and 120 before it broke out. I don't think we're going all the way back down there, but some of these stocks, I mean, you know, I, you know, and yeah, you know, I talk bearish, you know, and sometimes I talk bullish and I've been bearish a lot lately, but I mean, some of these growth names just are getting no lift. They're getting no reprieve. Even in yesterday's rally, they're not getting much. They're so hated right now. Like Teladoc keeps going straight down too. And Kathy bought more again yesterday. She can't help herself. She buys more again yesterday, but I mean, the Teladoc bounce. You think about the market overall bounce. Spy almost made a new high. I mean, you know, we're not even that far off of the highs. And it's just been hammered. At a certain point, these stocks are way oversold. So if you're coming in here and selling these stocks short now or getting all bearish on the growth names, I think that ship sailed three weeks ago. I mean, there is some growth names that actually are starting to come into levels that maybe you start nibbling. Because if this market goes to turn, you'll be happy that you bought a few of those. You mentioned Corsair. I've been long Corsair. It's one of the only growth ones I held on to because the valuation was reasonable and yeah. they had the growth. I still love Corsair. Um, I'm in from 30s, 40. So I'm hammered on this. And I, and obviously, I, I didn't, you know, this was back in February before. It actually went up to 46. I was doing pretty good on this. Um, but I was holding on to it. Um, 
you know, now it's down to 30, but it was a nice candle yesterday. I think if you get a pullback and something like a Corsair to retest like that 30 level, 30, 31, I mean, what's the, the you know, even the PE on this is reasonable. Yeah, like Corsair like going forward, the Ford PE, do you have it, Spencer? It's reasonable. Let's see, uh, 20 and a half. Yeah, yeah it's reasonable. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, I kind of like the Corsair. So that's going forward on forward earnings there. So, And I know you liked this one too, didn't you, Mitch? Yeah, they just have so much things that are in different fields that are going up in gaming, whether it be computer accessories, whether it be the live yeah. streaming accessories, whether it be kind of... Uh, even they even have things that you can look at memory they even have things for your computer i think they're touching all the right areas i think so too in the growth i think corsair is eventually back at new highs i i think eventually it's there um i'm in it so like you can trade my heat basically i'm in from over 40 and um you know it's 32 here but if you were to get down there to 30 again i mean again this is just you know it's a growth name it's out of favor but it's growth at a reasonable price you know i like my garb you know, I don't grow growth at any cost. I don't go gack, you know, because you're yakking out the gack right now. I go GARP, growth at a reasonable price. And, you know, when I did my homework on Corsair, you had mentioned it originally. I did the homework on it. I was like, it's reasonable. Even at 40, the, the, the price was reasonable. Now, we've turned and we hate everything growth and we want PEs of like 5, you know, or 10 or, you know, or, you know, that are, are just complete defensive stocks. But I think Corsair is kind of like baby with the bathwater against run out here. So I like that one too. So just trying to give you a few names that have the potential for growth that are still trading at a reasonable price. Like I said, I like Fisker at 15. Corsair, I think if you get that back at 30, 31, I think you're happy a year from now. So there is some opportunities here in some growth names. I think the time for selling growth is past us. Um, you know, if you're in the Zooms and stuff, those are different stories because those evaluations are still ridiculous. But do your homework. If you've got, you know, if you've got, you know, growth at a reasonable price, and there's a lot of stocks that have fallen into that category now because the prices have come down. I think you'd be happy. You might nibble on some here. I, I got a one that I'm interested in wondering your opinion. I've been watching Zynga for a while. Yeah, but... someone, someone in chat mentioned this about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's sleepy ago. stock, sleepy stock. Yeah, you know. I, I'm in it. I'm in it. It's actually come all the way back down to where I bought it. I bought it like 966, and mm-hmm. it went all the way up to 1250 on the Glue Mobile. It's all the way back down to where I bought it. I haven't sold one share. Um, I still think Zynga. I still think gaming's not going away. I still think Zynga. It's a bigger market cap company, so maybe it's not going to be a target. I kind of thought there might be more rumors. There was some rumors back then when Glue Mobile got bought. Yeah. But I'm holding on to it just because, one, I don't think mobile gaming is going away, so I'm comfortable with the business. And the second big reason is that Michael Pachter gave it. He said, I love it with a capital L. And I'm like, nobody knows more about gaming than Michael Pachter. I blindly follow Michael Pachter. I will tell you right now, there's not a lot of people I blindly follow with my investment portfolio. When Michael Pachter, he hasn't led me astray. I bought Activision Blizzard back at $42 because uh, um, or yeah. I think it was like 50 and it went down to 40 so I took some heat. But he says, I think this is a double within two years. It doubled a year and a half later. Yes, COVID helped it. But, you know, he's 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 had some bad calls, you know, Netflix short and stuff. But yeah, he was, does this homework, man. That. Didn't he say that he, he, he loved King so much he was going to yep. – quitting his job to put yep. and said and the king got bought by activision or was it blizzard i forget who bought them but one one of the big three i think bought them but this yeah. was yeah when he was on our show like five years ago he came on our show and he said we were talking about king 
Yeah. And he said, I love King so much. I want to drop coverage of it just so I can buy it. Cause he can't buy the stocks that he's covering. Yeah. You know, cause there's a conflict of interest there. He can't be talking his book up. So, yeah. you know, that's for most analysts that can't own the stocks they are actually covering. So he says, I want to drop coverage of this just so I can go buy the stock. He said that on our show, and that morning I went out there after 9.30, after it opened, I was like, you know what? He's that bullish stock, I'll buy it. And it got bought out like six months later. I'm so pretty, pretty sure that was... And he said with Zynga, I love it, the capital L. I'm sticking with it, yeah. only because I think Michael Pachter knows a hell of a lot more than I do. He's he's also bullish. We love Michael Pachter. He's also bullish GameStop, even though the price doesn't make sense. He likes GameStop. So... Uh, he's, he put it to an underweight on it, though, two days ago. Yeah, to... but he likes the company. Yeah, he hates the price, but likes the company. So it's his weird divergence. He um, was but, on our show when it was like four bucks saying I he know. thought it was stupid. He was on our show saying that he thought there was some value here. Yeah. And he had the $27 price target on it. He never, now he's also said in the recent note that 206 is beyond all reasonable, you know, insane valuation metrics. But somebody asking me too, and I got to go right after this, yeah, yeah, but yeah. somebody asking me, um, my buddy Mike was asking me, you know, can you tell, you know, talk about the GameStop move yesterday and why, you know, it had the big rally. I will tell you, GameStop is so disconnected from fundamental reality that the price can go anywhere. It is just price. It can do anything. It's nothing to do with the company anymore. Yep. It's been too long where it's been disconnected from reality. This thing could go to a thousand. It could. It could go to zero. It could. It is completely disconnected from reality, so it can go anywhere. This is the most dangerous thing to like pair trade or to do anything with. When you have a company, a stock that is completely disconnected from reality, the price can go anywhere. It's completely being carried on story, completely being uh, carried on you know momentum. So you can't say, oh, well, $200 is not worth it. It doesn't matter because you know what? This isn't even looking at valuation. That doesn't matter. And I don't know when it's going to – it will matter one day, but right now it doesn't matter at all. So it sells off. There's just people that are saying, oh, it's eventually going back up. I'm going to buy it. I mean, AMC to a certain extent is the same thing right now. It's disconnected from reality. And, you know, we have, you know, Greenfield put a one cent target on on a fundamental basis, but it's not trading on fundamentals. It's trading on story. It's trading on momentum. Algos don't care about, you know, and a lot of this is algorithmic action. They don't care about the fundamentals on this. They're carrying on momentum. They're trading on momentum. So those stocks there are storied stocks disconnected from reality, disconnected from fundamentals, price can go anywhere. AMC could go back to 20. It could. I don't know. Nobody knows where this is going to go. Nobody knows. Definitely on these stocks. And nobody knows where these are going to go. And that's why when Marcus was on, he, you know, random walk theory, even though they were like, Oh, there's some juicy premium here. No, with a capital N, right? Because there may be some premium on the options, but to Dennis's point, you don't know. This thing is, is 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 a it's wild child it is its own thing it can do whatever it wants it is not based in reality and so even though it might seem like oh this kind of makes sense you know uh, no it doesn't no it doesn't nothing I, makes sense about this I, I would not want to be short gamestop i would be very very scared i would not write options on gamestop yeah. uh for that same reason as that i wouldn't sleep at night on this thing because the price can literally go anywhere it can yeah. do anything so, you know, you think, okay, well, it's never going to $300. I mean, it can do anything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that the fundamentals don't justify the price. This whole market was carrying like that for a while. Now, the, on, on, on the market itself, fundamentals are starting to matter a certain extent. But on GameStop, they don't matter at all right now. So you got to be very careful when you trade this kind of stuff. It's all just, you know, whipsaw, trading action, spreads are a buck wide all the time. It's just Pure gambling, really. All right. Jason, I had off on a call, so I don't think he can do it. I got to go, too. Which is sad. Dennis, uh, 
Good job today. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. Good luck in your trading. Uh, I want to remind everyone that today's show is sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. The link is down at the bottom of the screen right there. Once again, please hit that like button and subscribe and subscribe. The, sus- the subscribers help as well, right? Likes and subscribes help us a lot. You know, we put all this content out for free for you. Show us some love via the like and subscribe button. And what else did I want to say here? I think, that, oh yeah, podcast. This show, like all of our shows, is available in podcast form. If you're listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Catch our podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.